This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, everyone, and welcome to 1001 Tales of Escape and Suspense. The two Golden Age radio shows, Escape and Suspense, were radio's leading anthology series of high adventure and drama, with Escape airing on CBS Radio from July 7, 1947 to September 25, 1954, and Suspense continued to 1962. These two shows presented great American-made radio drama, which became the foundation for TV. Radio, as you know, is purely acoustic, with no visual component, and it relied on great scriptwriters and actors to enable the listeners to imagine the characters and the story. It was high drama, great acting, and terrific stories. As one of the shows say, all designed for you from the four walls of today. Here we offer the very best of escape and suspense. We hope you enjoy this week's presentation. And if you do, send us a kind review for 1001 Tales of Escape and Suspense. And now, our two stories. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers bring you Mr. Joseph Cotton in tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents Carnival, the story about a man whose only emotion became hate, starring Mr. Joseph Cotton. Hello, Harlow. Well, hoist my hubcaps, it's Oscar Auto. See my new ignition-engineered Autolite spark plug? Why, sure, Oscar, and spark plugs are the very heart of a car's ignition system, and they've got to be right for quick starts, gas economy, and smooth performance. Well, mine are now, thanks to my Autolite spark plug dealer's exclusive plug check indicator. Yes, the Autolite plug check indicator tells whether your spark plugs are right for your style of driving. And if they need cleaning, your Autolite spark plug dealer has modern equipment to do the job. And if replacements are needed... He will install world-famous ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs for smoother performance, quick starts, and gas savings. Right, Harlow. So, friends, see your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer soon. He services all makes of spark plugs, and you can quickly learn his location by calling Western Union by number and asking for Operator 25. And remember, from bumper to taillight, you're always right with Autolite. And now, with Carnival... And the performance of Mr. Joseph Cotton, Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense.
feet, nine inches tall. I weigh 343 pounds. Married and no children. I joined the sideshow at the age of 22. And if you would like a photograph of me, I have them right here for sale. All right, over here to the next stand, ladies and gentlemen, to the star attraction of the sideshow. That's right, that's right. Right over here. Gather around real close. That's it. Right up front. Yeah, sure, little boy. You get right up close here. See something you never saw before. Ladies and gentlemen, Renee the Robot. Renee the Magnificent. Handsome, isn't he? Beautiful man. Look at him. How elegantly he stands. The elegant clothes, the gloved hand. Just so. The mouth, smiling. The noble head poised for all to admire. Renee the Robot. Renee the Man Without Emotion. Lift your hand, Renee. Like on pulleys and wheels, ladies and gentlemen, like a mechanical doll. You and I lift our arms this way, ladies and gentlemen. But, Renee, lift your other arm, Renee. Bow. Makes you forget his flesh and blood, doesn't he? Walk, Renee. Like a mechanical doll, ladies and gentlemen. And now, with your permission, we'll have Renee do a little dance for us. Put your drum on, Renee. Look at him, look at him, ladies and gentlemen. The way he responds to me, to O'Mara, as if I were pressing a button. No question, no argument, no emotion. He hears my voice and responds. Are you ready, Renee? Dance. Wouldn't you like to have a beautiful mechanical doll like Renee to take home, girls? <laughs> of course you would. And he even talks. Listen, tell us about yourself, Renee. I am Renee Orlando. I was born in Louisiana, a small town near the Gulf. My father was a fisherman. I do not remember my mother. I was 15 years old when we moved to Baton Rouge. There I discovered my talent. My talent is to control all emotion. My talent is to live as a machine, as well-ordered and without emotion as a machine. They stare at me, the faces looking up at me, idiot faces, fools' faces who see in me their own reflection who stand with open mouths before the image of the robots that they are. They are the puppets. They are the mechanical dolls, the effigies without emotion. And I, the torrents within me, the ecstasies, the floods, the pure singing passions that wash over me. And Gabrielle, my wife, Gabrielle, she knows, she knows the man who makes a farce of himself before an audience is no robot, knows when the day's mockery of carnival is ended. It is a man who comes to her, a man who loves, hates. Undo my hair, Renee. Black. It coils over your shoulders like dark fire and lies against the secret hollows of your throat. Black. Say my name. Gabrielle. Again, say it. Who else knows these secrets? What? Omara. 
How many times, Rene? How many times do I have to tell you O'Mara is nothing? You walk in O'Mara's eyes, follow you. You perform on the trapeze, and O'Mara stands below and watches your flight, and his fingers stretch out Listen, for you. Listen, Rene. How many ways must I prove to you I love You're you? You're with him often. Why? We discuss matters of costumes, of new ways of doing a trick. And me also? You talk of me? No. You lie. No. You lie, Gabrielle. He says my name to you and tells you I am a mechanical man. Isn't that so? Rene, you're jealous. Yes, jealous. And happy for it. Know it. Know that I am not a mechanical man, but a man of emotion. One who loves and is jealous. What will make you believe me? There is a way. If... If what? If there were no Omara. What? If Omara were dead, Gabrielle. No more words, my darling. No more. And that is why they call me Rene the Robot. And if you'd like a token of your visit with me, I have some photographs. They are for sale. They are autographed. Don't be bashful, ladies and gentlemen. Come on by. Or maybe you still don't believe, don't believe that Rene is a mechanical man. Oh, little boy, little boy, come here. Here, I'll lift you up on the stand. Here we are. Now, slap him, little boy. Slap the mechanical man's face. Slap him. And Rene doesn't move a muscle, nor does he even blink. Buy his pictures, ladies and gentlemen. Buy from Rene the robot. Come in, come in. I know why you've come to my trailer, Rene, for my compliments on your last performance. You were brilliant. Tomorrow, you must listen to me. Oh, not for compliments, then for what? It's for what happened in there, in the tent, in the sideshow. Oh, then you resent the little boy who slapped you. I thought it was quite a nice touch, Rene. You go too far, Mara. Tonight was the last indignity. You're quitting? It must stop. Then you've come to say goodbye. Yes. How many times have you said goodbye? Twenty times? A hundred and fifty times? This time? This time I... A thousand times? How many times in fifteen years, Rene? You can't leave. I won't permit it. All right, I gave you that much, Omara. Fifteen years, that long of dancing with toy drums. It's done now, over, finished. (laughs) For a mechanical man... Oh, but I always forget. You're not a mechanical man. You're a person of passion, you always tell me. You've got feelings. Yes. Yes, this is true. I always forget. Fifteen years, a man can forget in that length of time. Uh, what was that girl's name? No, no. You know the one I I, mean. I told you, Amara. I warned you. What was her name? Her name was Celia. Yes? I killed her. You strangled her, Rene, with her hair. Her name was Celia Barton. And I killed her. Of course. And you saw it. And you told no one. I'll never tell anyone. You're my major attraction, Rene. Why should I tell anyone? You're not going to leave, are you? No. You'll stay. And so will Gabrielle. Yes. 
That puzzles me, a man like you and a woman like Gabrielle. Ah, so different. What do you do? Uh, what do you talk about? We are not different. A robot, cold without heart and no soul. Gabrielle, a flame. You're wrong, O'Mara. You have no understanding. You do not know what's inside of me. Cold without heart and no soul. I know what's inside of you, Rene. Pulleys and strings and wheels. Someday, someday, O'Mara, you'll kill me? Yes. Yes, I'll kill you, O'Mara. I'll kill you. Rene! I... Bow! Turn around. Get out. There is a reason why I did that for O'Mara, bowed for him, left him 15 years and listened to his voice that long, performed for him. Habit becomes strong, as all of it had become habit. O'Mara, the carnival, the moving from here to another village, to yet another and another, and perform, perform, and the nights of the mist like tonight walk through it, a wet desert pale reflections of light, the pockets of wind that swirled up the confetti had drifted away, empty rides, the carnival that had run down, and shadows on peeling paint, and shadows on shadows, and Gabrielle in our trailer, waiting, waiting for me. Renee. I saw what he did to you today. That child slapping you. It amuses him. Everything I do amuses him. The boy slapped you here? Yes. Yeah. The shame is gone. No. Now only your lips are gone. The shame is still there. Why do you permit it, Renee? No more. Yes, no more. We'll go away from this place, from O'Mara. He'd find us. Far from here, Renee, to a place where I he'd... said it, he'd find us. Well, let him. What difference does it make? Uh, you don't understand. Understand what? Understand how he makes a fool of you ten times a day? Understand Gabrielle. how he... Gabrielle. Gabrielle, my darling. What? What is it? O'Mara, he... Yes? Kill him. Kill him for me, Gabrielle. You, you kill him... What? Kill him, kill him. Don't you see? It's the only way. Gabriel, I... Gabriel, listen to me. Believe me. It's the only way we can be happy. O'Mara has to die. He must die, Gabriel. And then we can be together. Always, always together. But kill him. You mustn't do this for me. Just now I tried and I cannot. You hate him and you want us to be together and you can't kill him? Why? Because... Oh, because 15 years on the platform performing for him, moving according to his demand, and now just talking to him. He speaks my name and I perform. I could not get close enough to kill him. I, I can only, only perform. Then you are... You are the mechanical man. No. Everything O'Mara says about you, it's true. He loves you. Dance with him. Drink with him. Poison him. Kill him. Rene, the robot... Does a robot hate? Does a robot know jealousy? Does he love? Am I a robot, Gabrielle? Oh, I love you. Yeah. Love you. Kill him. Yes. Yes.
Autolite is bringing you Mr. Joseph Cotton in Carnival. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. No, sir, Oscar. Autolite spark plugs are ignition engineered. And that means they're designed by the same skilled Autolite engineers who design the coil, distributor, and all the other important parts of complete ignition systems used as original equipment on many leading makes of our finest cars, trucks, and tractors. And we love them. Autolite makes a complete line of spark plugs, including the famous Autolite resistor spark plug that gives double life, greater gas savings, and quicker starts. Autolite also makes a special transport spark plug for heavy-duty use in tractors and trucks and a complete line of spark plugs for marine and all other types of internal combustion engines. And you get them at your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer. So, friends, see your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer soon. Have him compare your spark plugs with the exclusive Autolite plug check indicator so you can be sure your spark plugs are right for your style of driving. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Joseph Cotton in Elliot Lewis's production of Carnival, a dramatic report well calculated to keep you in suspense. tickets here for the spectacular attractions that you will see inside. Rollo the Giant stands eight feet nine inches tall, his little finger as big around as your wrist. Rene the Robot, the man who walks and talks and thinks like a machine. Rene the Mechanical Man. Yes, you'll see them all and many more inside. One ticket takes you all the way through, so step right up. It was sunlight when we listened to him, when Gabrielle and I listened to O'Mara. Sunlight of the day he was going to die. The carnival stood red and gold and green and bronze against the heat-shivering sky. And through the dull, glinting dust, the crowd funneled to the stand and that, to this novelty, to that attraction that kept on all day, the procession of seekers. And later, when the sun went down, first mist descended, and later... When it was night, and it was shadows again. And then it became a certain time, a time of importance, the hour interval before my last performance, the hour when Nomara would die, and Gabrielle would kill him. I'm frightened, Rene. Yes, but you must wipe the fright from your face when you are with him. Be gay, Gabrielle, frivolous for a while, then warm. I know. Here. Here near the cage, Leopard, no one will see us. You will be warm for Omaro, Gabrielle. You will wait on him and be beautiful for him, and he will drink a toast to your beauty with this. Where did you get it? I got it. A few drops from this bottle into his glass. Take it. Take it, Gabrielle. All right. And when Omaro dies, Rene the robot will die with him. Yes. My last performance is at 11. My last performance will not happen, will it? No. Because in a few minutes you will meet O'Mara in our trailer. He will be there, won't he? You asked him there. Yes, yes. 
Renee. What? What is it? Renee. Nothing. I will do it. I go to him. Kill him. You caged leopard, wait with me. You behind your bars, I behind mine. Wait. Walk with me. Wait with me. <laughs> oh, leopard, forgive me. I am more fortunate than you. Time passes and the minutes go, and my prison will dissolve. A man will die, and with his dying, I will be free. And time passes, leopard. A man is dying, and I am coming alive. The things I feel now, you would understand if those bars were being torn aside for you. But crouch a little longer, a little longer, and then exhilaration, the joy, the leap. Oh, Mara is dead. Rene, where have you been, Rene? I've been looking for you. There are people in there in the tent. They are waiting for you. Come on. For Rene the robot. Come on. Bow, Rene. Makes you forget his flesh and blood, doesn't he, ladies and gentlemen? Walk, Rene. Like a mechanical doll, like a puffin on strings. And now a divertissement. Ladies and gentlemen, I have here in my hand a bottle. A small bottle, a brown bottle. Uh, you, sir, in the audience, would you mind holding it for me? Oh, sure. Give it to me. Now, hold it up. Let everybody see it. A small brown bottle, ladies and gentlemen. Sir, what does it say on the label? It says, uh, poison. Poison. That's right. Unscrew the cap. Uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Thank you. You crazy... You don't respond when I tell you to do something, do you, sir? Drink it? You crazy. Then you believe it's poison, do you not? If it says poison, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> Here, here's your bottle back, mister. No, no, hand it to that girl, that uh, lovely girl there who just laughed. Yeah, take it from me, miss. All right. If I asked you to drink it, would you drink it? No. And why not? Because it's poison. Poison? A young woman gave me this bottle a little while ago. Her name is Gabrielle. Oh, but this is of no interest to you, ladies and gentlemen. What's of interest to you is Rene the robot. Uh, may I have the bottle back, please? Thank you. Would you drink from this bottle, Rene? Yes, I would. Even though you know it's poison? Yes. Because I tell you to. Yes, because you tell me to. Drink. You see, you see, ladies and gentlemen, he drank it, drained it. But don't worry, it wasn't poison. Once the bottle held poison, but that's another story. It was only colored water that Rene drank. And now, with your permission, we will have Rene do a little dance for us. Put on your drum, Rene. You dance very well tonight, Rene. Oh, beautifully. Dance, Rene, dance and listen. I went to Gabrielle, spoke love to her. I was right about her. She is a flame, unforgettable, love and wine. When she handed me the glass, her hand shook. Oh, dance, Rene, the people love you. Her 
hand shook, and then she dropped it. She dropped the glass. <laughs> Wouldn't you like a beautiful mechanical doll like this to take home, girls? Gabriel, he's alive. Hold me. Just hold me. What happened? Why is he alive? Love me, Renee. Tell me it's all right. Omara's alive. Why? I tried to do what you told me. I permitted him to hold me in his arms. I permitted him to kiss me. I laughed. I was gay. Then, from the bottle, from the bottle, Renee, the poison, I poured him a drink. And your hand shook and you dropped it. Yes, how could you know? How could I know? Your hand shook and you dropped it. Why? You kissed him. It was so pleasant no, that you... No, no, I love you, Rene. Even now that I know everything about you, I love what you. What do you know? Why you wanted Amara dead. What did he tell you? About a girl, a girl named Celia. A girl you killed. How you killed her. She was beautiful. Like me? Like you. So many things I understand now, Rene. Why you are what you are. Why you do what, what you... What am I? To me, my love. To the world, what Amara has made of you, a robot. You could have ended it for me, Gabrielle. I cannot. Ever, Renee, I cannot kill. More and more and more what Omara does to me. A word from Omara, a movement of Omara's mouth, a gesture from him, and a response. Renee. You, you told him everything, gave him the bottle of poison, confessed. You could not kill him. Why? Wait. Oh, with you, I, I was alive a little bit. I could be jealous. Now I'm lost. No. Wait. My hair, Renee. Touch it. See. You're not lost. You're here with me. With Gabrielle. With Gabrielle. You should have killed him. I could Because you love him. You and Omara, the... Puppet of both of you, a mechanical no, doll. No, a listen. mechanical doll to play with like a toy. That other one, too. Celia, too, like her, you. I'm Gabrielle. I love like you. Like her. Renee. No, don't. Like no. her. Like her. She lay there. Gabrielle, her hair a veil across her mouth against her throat where I had twisted it. I brushed it aside, leaned over, whispered her name on her lips. She didn't answer me. She lay still. Gabrielle lay still. I lifted her, held her in my arms. A pale light from outside touched her cheek, held... And through the window, outside was mist and the carnival, and the seekers still there for the last show. Here and there, the carnival lights die, one by one. And the light on Gabrielle's cheek dies, too. Oh, Gabrielle. She's dead, Renée. You killed her. Put her down. No, O'Mara. Put her down. Renée. Walk. Turn left, Renee, to the tent. They're waiting for you. 
you strangle tonight, Rene. Again, strangle. Rene, walk. Rene. Rene. I am Rene Orlando. I was born in Louisiana, a small town near the Gulf. My father was a fisherman. I do not remember my mother. I was 15 years old when we moved to Baton Rouge. There I discovered my talent. My talent is killing. Long ago, I killed Celia. Tonight, I killed Gabrielle. And Omara. Now I will dance for you. Presented by Autolite, tonight's star, Mr. Joseph Cotton. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite, world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That's why during the early months of 1952, the Autolite family will join together in saluting the leading car manufacturers who install Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family is made up of the nearly 30,000 men and women in 28 great Autolite plants from coast to coast and in still other Autolite plants in many foreign countries. Our family also includes more than 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as 96,000 Autolite distributors and dealers throughout the world. Our Autolite family will salute Willis Overland on the next Autolite Suspense television program. If you live in a television area, check the day and time of Suspense on Television so that you will be sure to see this program. And remember, be with us next week for another thrilling Autolite Suspense program on radio. Next week, our star will be Mr. J. Carroll Nash as a man who searched for and found buried treasure and a curse, a tale we call The Treasure Chest of Don Jose. In weeks to come, we shall also present Mr. James Mason, Miss Barbara Stanwyck and Mr. Richard Widmark, all on Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morawieck and conducted by Lud Gluskin. Carnival was written for Suspense by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. In tonight's story, Mary Jane Croft was heard as Gabrielle and Joseph Kearns as O'Mara, featured in the cast were Dick Ryan, Charles Calvert, and Sylvia Sims. Joseph Current, uh, Joseph Cotton is currently starring in the MGM production Man with a Cloak. And remember next week on Suspense, Mr. J. Carroll Nash in The Treasure Chest of Don Jose. This is the CBS Radio Network. Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, 
otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter Jennifer Grant and ex-wife Diane Cannon. It's a series. The performance of Jason Isaacs, who plays Cary Grant, is top-notch. I highly recommend it. You can only find it on my favorite TV, BritBox. Sign up to BritBox today to stream Archie and other fan favorites today from any device. I have a special limited-time offer for my U.S. and Canadian listeners. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001STORIES at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers bring you Mr. J. Carroll Nash in tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents a story about buried treasure, a real buried treasure, and a curse, a tale we call The Treasure Chest of Don Jose, starring Mr. J. Carroll Nash. Hey, Hap, what are you doing? Well, getting a fast start with my Autolite Stay Full battery, Harlow. Ah, you bet. Fast and dependable. And best of all, that Autolite Stay Full needs water only three times a year in normal car use. And I know why, Harlow. Sure you do, Hap. It's because the Autolite Stay Full has over three times the liquid reserve of batteries without Stay Full features. Right, Harlow. So, friends, visit your nearby Autolite battery dealer soon. He services all makes of batteries and has an Autolite stay full for your car if a replacement is needed. To quickly learn his location, just phone Western Union by number... And ask me, Operator 25, and I'll gladly tell you the location of your nearest Autolite battery dealer. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, with the treasure chest of Don Jose and the performance of Mr. J. Carroll Nash... Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense. This is not a pretty story. There is blood in it, the blood of men and women. There is a curse in it and gold. But it is a funny story. It is a joke. A great joke I cannot laugh at. It is a joke on me. In matters of this sort, secrecy is of the most importance. In matters of this sort, no man is your friend. Once, I had a friend. We lived together in my little house on Black Cay down in the Gulf of Mexico. But then the hurricane struck and everything was different. The wind blew for two nights and a day, and when the waves piled up on the cay and swept away the house, it was my friend Pedro who dragged me away unconscious and lashed me to a ring bolt on our little dock 
and save my life. Next day, the sun was shining again, but there was nothing left on my little island. The splintered planks that once had been the house of my father were scattered among the stripped palm trees, and even the big chimney that was built by my great-grandfather was a pile of broken bricks. There was nothing but blue sea and a bright sun and heaviness in my heart. Uh, even the chimney. What would you expect from such a wind? Aye, my friend. So now at last the curse of the Gasparillas has fallen on you? Curse? You speak foolishness. It was a hurricane. Yes, so it was, but a hurricane sent especially to destroy you? You cannot believe that silly tale. Mm. Did not your father perish from a bolt of lightning that struck him from a cloudless sky? The doctor said it was a heart attack. And your grandfather pulled into the sea by a giant octopus? He was washed overboard during a squall. And all because of his father, Don Jose, the king of the pirates... And the curse put upon him and all the Gasparillas by the beautiful Doña Margarita, who preferred death. Oh, you prat like a schoolboy, you who have never been one day to school. Come, come, we will clear up this mess and build the house over again. You should know that I endured a certain local notoriety since I bore the same name and was the great-great-grandson of Don Jose Gasparilla, one of the last and one of the fiercest of the pirates of the Spanish main. This was much less interest and concern to me than it was to my friends and acquaintances among the Florida Keys. Neither my father nor his father before him had ever profited by a single doubloon from the legendary treasure of our pirate forebear. As to the curse pronounced on Don Jose by the proud and virtuous Doña Margarita, I gave it as little credence as I did the recurrent tales of Gasparilla's buried treasure. But that was before Pedro and I set about clearing up the hurricane's mess. We were stacking brick from the demolished chimney when Pedro made a discovery. Jose, look at this. Uh, what is it? Seems to be a box, a little iron box, the size and shape of a brick. Well, let me see it. There was a lock there, but it's rusted away. Hand me that pinch bar. There's a paper inside there. Yeah, it is very old. Uh, oh, what does it say, Jose? Hmm. Oh, oh, nothing, nothing. It's just an old paper. Mm. Looks like a... Looks like a poem, Yes, eh? yes. Oh, I remember now. It is a nursery rhyme from my father. And then he copied it for me when I was a little boy. But what's it doing in this old iron box? Oh, I must have hidden it away once when I was playing. Well, well amigo, come. We shall get back to work, huh? It was a lucky thing Pedro could not read. Nursery rhyme. That rotting piece of parchment said, On Dog Buddy's Island you could fare worse if there you will, Don Jose's curse. For there, three and thirty yards south-southeast of the rocky guards, you'll find a pleasantly fulsome measure of Gasparilla's earthly treasure. There could be no question about it. Here was, at last, a tangible clue to the hidden goal of my ancestor. It was mine, if I could find it. And why should I share it with anyone, even Pedro? I was the rightful heir, and I would claim it all. So that night, I took our only boat and rode to the mainland. I spent two days in the public library in Key West, searching the old charts before I found Dogbody Island. It was a tiny sand spit near the tip of Cape Cod. I withdrew all of my money from the bank, bought a suit of city clothes and an airplane ticket north, 
And the next day I was standing on a cold, windy Massachusetts beach talking to a suspicious real estate agent. No, sir, I ain't heard this called Dog Body Island since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Where'd you hear it called Dog Body Island? Well, I really don't know. Some friend of mine down south, maybe. Well, it's called Sprague Spit now. Ever since old Captain Sprague bought her up. Of course, she always was connected with the mainland at low tide. Uh, you can see the sandbar over yonder. Yes, yes, I see her. Now, about the house. Well, there she is, just above that point of rocks. Just a summer cottage. Too dang uncomfortable this time of the year. Well, it, it looks all right to me. I can find you something heap sight better in town. Got a nice little house just back of a gas station. Well, I'm, I'm looking for solitude. Yeah, you'll find plenty of that out here. Ain't a neighbor more than a mile and a half. That uh, point of rocks, is that the only one on the island? Yeah. Pirate's Point, folks call it hereabouts. Fella says the buccaneers used to put in here for water in the old days. Me, I don't put much stock in them stories myself. Uh, you sure you want to rent this place? It is just what I am looking for. Uh, I wish you wouldn't. It said there's a curse on it. I wish you wouldn't. It was perfect. My little rented cottage on the beach. Quiet, secluded... And yet within view of that rocky point, which must be the same one that Jose called the Rocky Gods. There was a stack of firewood beside the kitchen door, and in a shed back of the house there was even a long-handled shovel. A most fortunate circumstance, since I did not want to create any suspicion in town by purchasing one. I can tell you I scarcely slept that first night, so great was my eagerness to be up in the morning, pace the three and thirty yards south-southeast of the Rocky Gods, and begin digging for my treasure. 29, 30, 31, 32. Morning. Oh, oh, good morning. Yeah. Looks like it's going to be a nice day. Yes, yes, it does. Going to do some digging? I beg your pardon? I see you got a shovel. Looks like you're going to do some digging. Oh, uh, yes, yes, uh, clams. I I'm going to dig for clams. No clams in the surf. Oh, there aren't? No, find them on the bay side. Oh, then I'll look over there. Don't dig them with a shovel. Got to use a rake. Oh, is that so? Yeah. It's too late now, anyway. Tide's coming in. Another low tide at five this afternoon. Oh, I didn't know. I'm I'm a stranger here. Yeah, I know. Heard you'd rented the Davis place. I'm chief of police of Queen Cassett. Oh? Anything wrong? No. Town limits come all the way out here, though. Uh, gonna stay here long? I don't know. A few weeks. Maybe all winter. You a writing fellow? No. Painting fellow? No. Just taking a vacation? Yes, yes, you, you might call it that. Beats me. Well, nice to have this talk with you. Anything you need in the way of police protection, just let me know. He couldn't know. How could he know? Nobody knew about the treasure clue but me. Yet he seemed so suspicious. And he asked me so many questions. Well, I, I went back to the house, sat by the window until he was out of sight up the beach. But by that time, the tide had come in and the treasure was buried by the ocean. So I waited until five o'clock when the tide was low. And then carrying a gasoline lantern, I paced off the 33 yards south-southeast of the Rocky Guards and set to work. Although the evening was chilled with a brisk breeze blowing in from the sea, 
I soon had shed my coat and was dripping with perspiration. I lost all track of time and place and my own identity. I was a machine attacking the wet, sliding sand with huge bites of my shovel, widening the hole as it grew deeper until my lantern threw long shadows across the opening that had now become large enough for a coffin. Then my shovel hit something solid. I reached for my lantern and there, under its lifeless green glare, was a section of rotting wood. I shoveled wet sand to one side. There was a rusted iron strap. I had found it. An iron-bound chest. The treasure chest of Don Jose Gasparilla. It was almost too much to bear. Suddenly, my dampened shirt chilled me, and I was seized with a fit of shivering. Then I, I began crying like a frightened child. How long I crouched there in this agony of relief and joy, I cannot tell, but suddenly, above the sound of my own sobs and the pounding surf and the sighing wind, I heard voices. Terror seized me. Who? Who came now to violate my supreme moment? Who now threatened to deprive me of what was rightfully mine? I turned the lantern out, scrambled from the hole. A few yards away, I could see the beam of a flashlight slowly approaching. I ran, hid behind a ledge of rocks, my heart drumming in my ears, my held breath screaming in my tightened throat, trying to listen, trying to see. What were they doing? Did they know? At last it was quiet. I watched their light as they made their way across the island toward the bay. And then after a long time, I heard the cough of a motorboat. Still I waited until the sound of the receding motor was lost in the sighing wind and the hiss of the nearby surf. Then I lit my lantern and went back to my diggings. The hole. The hole, it was half filled and suddenly my terror turned to rage. What? What had they done? I began digging savagely. But almost at once, my shovel hit something. Something that was softer than the chest and yielded to the pressure. I seized my lantern, crouched over for a closer examination. And found myself looking into the still, open and vacantly staring eyes of a corpse. Autolite is bringing you Mr. J. Carroll Nash in The Treasure Chest of Don Jose. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Say, Harlow, wait a minute. Do you mean everyone? Everyone, Hap. Positive? Positive, Hap. Every positive plate in the Autolite Stay Full Battery is protected by fiberglass retaining mats to reduce shedding and flaking and give longer life as proved by tests conducted according to accepted life cycle standards. All that plus, eh, Harlow? Plus the fact that the famous Autolite Stay Full needs water only three times a year in normal car use. Yes, the Autolite Stay Full needs water only three times a year in normal car use. So, friends, visit your nearest Autolite battery dealer and ask him about an Autolite stay-full battery for your car if a replacement is needed. He services all makes of batteries, and he's conveniently located. To quickly learn his address, just call Western Union by number... And ask for me, Operator 25. 
I'll gladly tell you the name and location of your nearest Autolite battery dealer. Where you can get your Autolite Stay Full battery, the battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. J. Carroll Nash in Elliot Lewis's production of The Treasure Chest of Don Jose. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. As I stared into the open eyes of the corpse, I had a strange feeling that he was one of Don Jose Gasparillo's men buried with a treasure chest to guard it through eternity. But this was ridiculous. The man was only recently dead, no hundred-year-old skeleton. And he was young and well-dressed, yet he stood between me and my treasure. Was this then... Was this then the curse laid upon Don Jose come to rest at my feet? With the greatest effort, I covered the grisly guardian of my fortune... By then it must have been close to midnight. The tide was coming in. I dragged myself back to the house, tormented by a thousand anxieties. Sometime toward dawn I must have fallen asleep. For the next thing I knew it was past noon and someone was pounding on my door. Hey! Anybody home? Just, just a minute. I'm coming. Oh, it's... It's you, Chief. Good morning. Afternoon now. What? I'm sorry. I I was sleeping. Thought you was dead. Dead? Yeah. Took long enough to waken you. Excuse me. I I had insomnia most of the night. Insomnia, huh? Mean you was awake? Yes. Most of the night, you say? Why, why, yes. Hear anything peculiar out here? Why, why, no, no. No, What do you mean? Prowlers or such? Why should anyone be prowling out here? Didn't say there was. Asked if you heard anyone. No, 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 I didn't. Got a check. This being in the town limit. Why? Is anything the matter? Yeah. Kidnapping. Murder, maybe. Murder? Yeah. Ain't you heard it on the radio? I haven't got a radio. Sure. Great consolation for a man living alone. What 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 happened? Tell me. Young Harvard fella, sinful rich. His father paid the ransom twenty thousand dollars. But the kidnappers didn't deliver the boy. Got a three state alarm out for him. Think they're on the Cape somewhere. We're just checking. What makes you think they'd come out here? Oh, don't know. Hunch, partly. Partly because somebody borrowed one of Jen Chantry's boats last night. Found a blood stain in the cockpit this morning. Didn't see him. No, huh? no, I, I told you I, I didn't. Yeah, so you did. Well, we'll catch them, of course, if they're on the Cape. Sooner or later, we'll catch them. Ransom money's in small bills, all marked. They'll get hungry sooner or later and spend some. Besides, we've got a pretty good description of them. Let me know if you see you here anything. Yes, yes, of course. I'll be glad to. Yeah. Just checking. Now there was no time to lose. I had already missed one low tide. I had to get my gold and get it away from this island of suspicion and debt. I waited until five o'clock and returned to my diggings. The low scudding clouds packed the sand with sudden gusts of icy rain... There was little likelihood that I would have unwelcome visitors on such a forbidding evening. I quickly disinterred the body from my treasure hole. Unquestionably, he was the kidnapped victim, a young man dressed in flannel slacks and saddle shoes of a college boy. I dragged him to one side 
out of sight behind some rocks where I couldn't see his empty death stare. Then I went back to my digging. By seven o'clock, I had uncovered the chest and was prepared to lift it out of its grave. The curse? No, 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 no curse, for, for here was the treasure, and, and it was mine. I better give you a hand with that. What? He wants to know, do you need a hand with that? Who? Who are you? What, what, what are you doing here? How did Low, you get here? Low tide. I walked. Get out of the hole, Pop. Answer me. Help Pop out of the hole. Yeah. Come on, Pop. All right, where is it? What? It's gone. He got rid of it. Get him out of there. Okay, Pop. Come on. No, no. Let me go, please. Let me go. Where is it, Pop? What'd you do with him? Do? Where's the kid? There. I put him there. Steve? Yeah. He's here. What are you trying to do, Pop? Why'd you move him? What's he trying to do? He... He was... Was? Was what? Look in the hole. Yeah. No. No, no, don't. Uh, there's a box in here. That's why you moved him, Pop. Get to the box. Give me a hand with this. Leave it alone. It's mine. Don't touch it. Shut up. Yeah. That's it. What do you got, Pop? Treasure? Buried treasure? Don't laugh. Maybe that's what it is. Let's get it out of there. Leave it alone! Leave it alone! I told you to shut up. All right, Steve, let's get it out of there. There it was, my treasure, in the sand-covered, iron-bound box. Only it wasn't mine. Not while these two hoodlums stood over me with clenched fists and poised boots. Had guns point, they made me grasp one of the rusty handles, and one of them lifted the other, and they forced me to help carry it toward the house. My treasure... It was mine, and nobody could take it from me now. I must find a way to rescue it. When we got inside the house, they yanked open the chest and emptied one of the canvas sacks, its contents cascading onto the table in a golden stream of doubloons. Well, what do you know? Gold. It's mine. It belongs to me. It's, it's my inheritance. Yeah, I know, Pop. Only you're going to pay a high inheritance tax, 100%. Okay, now, Pop, I'll tell you what we're going to do. My friend and me are in a little trouble. And you're going to give us a hand, aren't you, Pop? Well, well, what are you talking about? Go away. Leave me alone. That's just what we're going to do. We're leaving and we're taking that bright, shiny stuff with us. The treasure is mine. But we're going to be fair. More than fair. We're going to give you $20,000 in nice, up-to-date American money. How do we know? Maybe that junk of yours ain't worth half that money. Your money's mine. It's ransom money. That's beside the point. This dough of yours won't work in a cigarette machine, you know. Gonna have to go to a lot of trouble to cash it. What was that? Wind that blew open. It's rain like the devil outside. Better get started. No, 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 no. no I, won't. I won't let you. Just take it easy, old man. You got no complaints. You're 20 grand ahead of the game. The... Look at this, Jeff. Wind blew a piece of driftwood through the wind. Come on, we got to get out of here. All right, let's go. Grab one under that chest. Wait a minute, you forgetting something? What? A sack full on the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here, Pop. Here's one for you as a souvenir. Come on, come on, Jeff. We got to get this thing across the sand spit before the tide comes in. Yeah, we're all finished here. So long, Pop. No, no, my treasure. 
My pleasure. And thanks, Pop. Thanks a million. And they were gone, walking slowly across the dunes with a heavy burden. I watched them, unaware of the sheets of rain driving through the open door of the cottage, unaware that the house itself was shuddering from the impact of the storm, unaware that the wind had shifted from northeast to southeast. And suddenly I became, I became conscious of my great danger. The thin frame cottage was creaking and shaking. It was shaking from the relentless wind, and the sound of the storms had a familiar tone, a tone I had heard once before, and then, then I realized the wind had shifted. I realized this was no ordinary storm. This was a hurricane. Outside, the waves were piling up, coming closer and closer to the cottage. Over my head, there was an ominous crunching, ripping in the eaves. I could see the great daylight through the eaves. The roof would blow loose any moment. I threw myself against the kitchen door and, crouching low, ran away from the sea. Down behind the shelter of a high dune, I stumbled against a cranberry bush and fell flat, spread eagled on the sand. And suddenly, suddenly the wind stopped, the rain stopped, and there was the calm of death. It was the center of the hurricane, the eye, the moment of respite before the final fury of the storm. And I remembered the curse and wished aloud for its fulfillment. And there was no sound but the booming of the furious surf. And then, then there seemed to be a distant human cry. I looked, I looked toward the rocky guards. Far in the distance, for an instant, I could see the tiny struggling figures of my tormentors. And then a giant wave crashed down on them, and they, and the spit disappeared in boiling, angry water. And the wet heavens descended again, hurled upon me by the tail of the hurricane. in my eyes, a light brighter and bigger and closer than the sun, and I heard a voice. You all right, Mr. Gaspar? No, who? It's me, Tris Weatherby. Got out here as soon as I could. We was worried about you. Out here with no radio, you couldn't get the storm warnings. You come up so fast, wasn't time to get you off. Oh, thanks. That's very kind of you. Lucky you got out of the house. Why? Ain't there no more. Ocean came plumb through, carried the house right out into the bay. Made two islands out of Sprague's spit. The house is gone? Not a stick of it left. Ten-foot channel where it stood. Storms play funny tricks. That uh, kidnapping I told you about. Yes, what about it? Found three bodies out near those rocks. The kidnappers and their victim. What do you know about that? Nothing. Nothing at all. It is a very funny story, no? But I cannot laugh. The joke is on me. You don't believe me? But look, here is the gold doubloon. All that is left of the treasure chest of Don Jose. Yet I know this to be true. There is a treasure. I saw it held it, and that treasure still exists. Only now there is no map. But I can tell you, in the rocky surf near the two islands called Sprague Spit, if you will dare the curse, is the treasure chest 
have done for Zay. Suspense. The story of a true buried treasure presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. J. Carol Nash. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite, world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That's why during the early months of 1952... The Autolite family is saluting the leading car manufacturers who use Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family is a big family, and it's made up of nearly 30,000 men and women in Autolite plants from coast to coast and in many foreign countries. Our family is also made up of more than 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as 96,000 Autolite distributors and dealers in the United States and thousands more in Canada and throughout the world. Our Autolite family will salute the Chrysler Division of Chrysler Corporation on the next Autolite Suspense television program. If you live in a television area, check the day and time of suspense on television so that you will be sure to see this show. And remember, be with us next week for another thrilling Autolite Suspense program on radio. Next week on Suspense, our star will be Mr. James Mason in the story of the terrifying escape of a dying man, an adaptation of Odd Man Out. In weeks to come, we shall also present Miss Barbara Stanwyck, Mr. Richard Whitmark, and Mr. Herbert Marshall, all on Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. The treasure chest of Don Jose was written for Suspense by Christopher Anthony. Featured in the cast were Anthony Barrett, Charles Seal, Joseph Kearns, and Clayton Post. J. Carroll Nash has just completed Clash by Night, a Jerry Wald, Norman Krasner product for RKO. And remember next week on Suspense, Mr. James Mason in an adaptation of Odd Man Out. This is Harlow Wilcox again to ask if you have time to send a dime. Your contribution to the March of Dimes will help a polio victim to walk again. Send your dimes or dollars to your local March of Dimes headquarters. Won't you join the March of Dimes tonight? This is the CBS Radio Network. Thank you for joining us at 1001 Tales of Escape and Suspense. This is your host, John Hagedorn. We try to alternate weeks with two episodes of Escape one week, followed by two episodes of Suspense the following week. New episodes of 1001 Tales of Escape and Suspense are available every Sunday at noon Eastern Time. We always appreciate reviews. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.